0: Hey everybody, this is Raimundo Gonzalez. And this is Jabani Rosario. Welcome to the Latinx Guard Podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. Remember, everything we say is just for fun. Nothing's meant to be taken too seriously. If you are going to be a hater, stay a hater. But either way, support. Welcome to the Latinx Guard Podcast, episode 17. I am your host, Ramundo Gonzalez. And this is Jabani Rosario. And then we are once again joined by our special guest. Never going to be a co-host. Never. <laughs> People are asking uh, Ranthony Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get started with our episode, we have a special announcement. First of all, we want to thank our sponsors, CMB Bakery, hey. 7th Street Burger, and Show Your Roll. 7th Street uh, Burger is located on 7th Street between 1st and A, at least that's the location that I go to. There's a bunch of them. But they have several locations around the city. They're serving up the best smash burgers in the, the city. The best. Shout out to Kevin, the owner of... Uh, we love 7th Street Burger. We go there all the time, at least when we are picking out and hungry at the training. Shout out to CMB Bakery located on 7th Street between Avenue B, oh no, Avenue B and A. Okay, I almost messed that up. They offer the finest baked goods in the city. Uh, I go over there, but they also have some of the best breakfast foods as well. Get the mushroom and egg bowl or, as Anthony likes to get, the chicken and avocado sandwich. It's absolutely delicious. It's amazing. Shout out to our third sponsor of the show, Show Your Roll. I hate every other brand except Show Your Roll. Show Your Roll is the best. You will not catch me in a Hyperfly gi. You will not catch me in a Fuji gi. You will not catch me in any other gi but Show Your Roll. Not even a Supreme gi. Not even a Supreme. Unless it's a Supreme Show Your Roll gi, I will not wear it. If you ain't wearing Show Your Roll, you slacking. slagging. Bear, I love you. If you're not wearing <laughs> Show Your Roll, stop listening to this podcast right now. I don't like you. He has the Supreme Undies. <laughs> I got the I got the Show Undies. What are you talking about? Show oh, your They make undies. I, I misspoke. I meant to say show roll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Correct yourself. <laughs> this is a double S. <laughs> Anytime a white belt asks me, I'm thinking about getting a second gi, um, and I only have this budget, I'm like, go into debt, get a show your roll gi. Take out it's a It's that There's simple. The, is, you should, no doubt. No doubt. Okay. Now we're back to the show. Okay. Oh, our special announcement. So By the time of this episode airing, we should have a Patreon already launched up. Hey. I'm so sorry to all the fans who have been asking us, basically throwing money at us, and us being like, what are you doing? We don't want that. Yeah. But now we're ready to take your money. We're finally thinking with our heads. (laughs) So if you look on patreon.com forward slash Guard podcast, it should be up by the time of this episode release. We only have one tier available, but that's what Patreon told me to have. Um, That is our Chingon of the Week tier. So if you donate $5 a month, to the podcast, then we will speak your full government name or your full government username on the podcast in our weekly Chingon of the Week segment. We will shout you out on the podcast. We'll give you a big thank you, big smooches and kisses, and you will be a part of the show. And uh, we'll definitely, you'll be, you have access to us talking more shit, uh, more specific shit, and you know, you should go be a Chingon. So thanks to everybody who has been asking us to open up our Patreon. It should be up and live by the time of this episode recording. Let's go into our topic for today: trash talking in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, it is something that has become more and more popular in the sport. But what we want to start out is just about like the the primogenesis of trash talking in combat sports in general. This is something that as as long as people have been fighting in some form of way, there has been trash talking. Word, right? People cannot keep their mouths shut when their hands are going. Yes. Okay? So, uh, trash talking has been. Probably when, like, Cain was beating up Abel, right? (laughs) He was like, this is what you fucking get. Even before. Even Even before, (laughs) bro. Even before. So, some of, like, the primogenitors of trash talking were probably, like, uh we were just looking this up before the show. This Greek wrestler named Theogenes who claims to be 1300 and O in, like, Greek pugilism. He sounded like me for real. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the mega hands. So... I don't know if he was doing like the weird like pancreas, like slap fighting or palm fighting, or if it was just like straight like Greek Greco Roman wrestling. Yeah. But he claims to be 1300 and 0. Now, this is just plain false. There's no way that he can be 1300 and O. And there's honestly, especially in Greece, I'm sure he was giga brained and knew that there was no one to to confirm it. That if he like lost a fight in. Like Macedonia, Greece. They couldn't look him up on Flow grappling. Yeah, they couldn't. Yeah, no, his stats are on online. They couldn't look up his smooth comp record, right? So He's he got was just far and open. He got smoked. So let's say he was like 1100 and then he went to this town and got smoked. He would just move to the next town and be like, that never happened, right? Yeah, happened. And, and I'm sure he understood this and just kept racking up wins until like he just reached like the mythical 1300 or no, or at least like he won 13 fights and was like, no, it was actually 1300. I'm sure, like, shout-outs to Black Horse, who claims he's a judo master undefeated in he, any takedown sport. He, he is. If, it's, if he says it, it's true. And it's the same thing, right? <laughs> so people build up this mythos around themselves. And this is a theme, a recurring theme that we'll go over in the show about how people use maybe, like, um, like a soft white lie. Or maybe a huge white lie. In no, order it's just to, a lie. Or just a lie. Yeah, <laughs> like a, yeah, like, a that, huge, no, like a, Just a lie. just
1: a regular lie. <laughs>
0: To build up this mythos around themselves to bring and garner more attention around themselves, right? Yeah. So if we're not talking about Theogenes, who was like a 1300 old Greek wrestler, there are more modern examples. I think if we're thinking about like just modern-day promoters, right? Not only like there's self-promotion, which we'll go over, but if you want to go over like a more historical example, like one of them is Don King, right? Yeah. Don King was at the time the biggest boxing promoter in the world, right? If you wanted to be a boxer and you wanted to make a lot of money— or get scammed out a lot of money, depending on who you ask, Don King was the guy to go to, just because he was great at promoting fights. He would pick two people against each other, build up a story around them, and just make people want to watch this fight because they had the story behind it, which is another theme that will go over it, uh, which is basically, I guess I already talked about it, building up the middles, but also building up the story around these fighters.
1: Yeah, there's a few different aspects to Smack Talk, right? There's like the projecting your own sense of ego, there's promoting yourself, there's promoting an event like in some ways the UFC they'll put together these like little mini clips or or even uh HBO used to do it these like uh documentaries mini series about a fight that was coming up in a lot of ways that was like talking smack because it would show the fighters and how good they were and it these clips and like oh I really want to see this fight
2: yeah, I mean to t- to your point, uh, same school from Don King, like Muhammad Ali is another example, like you know, just guys who were really good on the microphone um and when you said like putting these kind of clips together, take it even way back like if, if uh we have any uh WWE fans, um we definitely saw a lot of these promo videos. So they, you know, there is some marketing value to the trash talking.
0: So I think Jabani just made a really good point in the whole WWE um, reference right I think there is no other company that does better storytelling when it comes to like a certain combative sport right than WWE I think they have one of the longest going on screen canons, yeah in media history meaning that and this is something <clears throat> that I really thought about from the beginning of WWE back in like the Hulk Hogan era WrestleMania one it has technically been the same story all the way up to right now in Roman Reigns yeah. Right. It, it's been like the same thing about like um if you watch any soap opera like uh what's called like all my children or days yeah, yeah, of our yeah, yeah. lives, even though that show is thirty years old, things that happened thirty years ago affect the story that's happening now. Yeah. Right. So all of these characters live on within the story. And the reason why people tune into WWE, even though everybody knows that it's quote unquote fake, which it I- is Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Spoilers. So <laughs> Even though people like watch it, even though it's quote-unquote phase, because people don't want to watch something real sometimes. They just want to be told a story. Right. right? I think that's um, a book that I read uh, in college, which is like the storytelling animal, which says that one of the things that makes us in- uniquely human is that we tell stories to each other. Yeah. In order to convey meaning or just in order to entertain ourselves. Right. I think when people are watching any um, sports event, they want to watch a story unfold, right? right. And or like they want to see the event be the culmination of a story that has been told. If you look at some of the best sports rivalries in histories, some of the games that are outside of championship games that are outside of playoffs are like the rivalry games, right? Yeah. Like yeah, the subway yeah. series, Mets versus Yankees. Yes. Right. Some basketball games, right? Well Boston um, versus the Lakers. Exactly um you
2: know Jets versus Giants there's definitely a lot of rivalry games out there
0: people go to watch those rivalry games just because there's a there is a cannon behind them yeah
2: right there's also like a sort of uh expected atmosphere you're going into the the hype is different it's almost like a championship game in a lot of ways
0: yeah um that's why the whole idea of the WWE cutting a promo is so important because there needs to be a story to this fight right. that sells the idea of wanting to watch it happen. Yeah. Right? So if there's no real story behind the fight, then there's not going to be any attention to it. If it and, and it's weird to say that because when we get into Jiu-Jitsu, we're going to be talking about world champions, people who dedicate their lives to the sport and dedicate hundreds, if not thousands of hours, if not hundreds of thousands of hours to just the perfection of a certain craft.
1: Yeah. It was probably not hundreds of thousands of hours just because when they do these studies on people who get really good at like the highest level of a sport, when they figure if the person started the sport from when they were young till when they got, you know, really good, which is usually some point in their 20s, it's about 10,000. I mean, Mm -hmm. that number is like kind of made up. There's like a lot of arguments about that number. But if it's 10,000 is like a pretty good guesstimate for how many hours someone spends practicing before they get to the NBA, then it probably isn't hundreds of thousands of hours. But now I'm just talking smack about what you said. Okay. That's the name of the episode. Um,
0: I wanted to say something about the storytelling again. They
1: need a, they need a reason to invest in the Yeah, in the so event. people
0: just need a reason to invest in the event. They want to see the climax of a story that they've been told. And the climax is the event that is happening. Yeah. Right? And a lot of people in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, this is what I wanted to say. I'm about to say something really bugged out. So a lot of people in oh, Brazilian no. Jiu-Jitsu are just really bad at telling their own story because they're too fact. preoccupied just doing the actual training, which is why like people like Don King are, were really good at promoting fighters because even boxers, high-level boxers, Mike Tyson wasn't good at talking, admittedly, because he had the lisp, because right. he was a shy kid, right? The WWE, a lot of these athletes are... Um, engrossed their own training, right? They're right. traveling all the time or they're the drugs, right? They're just not marketable on them on their own, right? So, Vince McMahon, Triple H, they do all the marketing for the athletes, yeah. So, when people are too preoccupied doing the work that it needs to put on the actual show, you need somebody else to help promote the show as well. So, you need a promoter, and like Craig Jones says, if I borrow my line from Craig Jones, there are two things that a good Brazilian jiu-jitsu athlete needs to become a world champion. You need a strong work ethic, and you need autism, right? He says steroids and autism. Oh, steroids and autism? <laughs> Ster- steroids, oh, okay. yeah. Okay, so hard work ethic slash steroids, okay, right, which is basically interchangeable <laughs> yeah. in in, uh, uh, in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or autism, right? I mean, it's that way in a lot of sports, right? I mean,
1: it, it's if you expect a combat athlete to be good at talking smack because you're like, oh, this is like a jocular event, they're athletes. They're bros. They know they know how to cut it up. It's like, there's some truth to that, but it's also that's equally true of you expecting someone who plays a lot of Call of Duty to be good at talking smack. And like yeah. <laughs> they talk smack, but they're they're not necessarily good at it, or yeah. photogenic, or good on camera, or anything.
0: Um, I think a lot of these uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu athletes, and I like I think a lot about combat athletes, are very insulated, right? Yeah. So they spend a lot of time at the gym or at home eating their protein bars, drilling barambolos. Right? and they don't really have that a lot of time to be social. And I, I am a guilty of this. Like sometimes, like I'll just get into a mood where I spend 16 days at the gym or at home with my girlfriend, and I forget how to talk to people. Yeah. Right. Just because this is not as social of a sport as people like say, like I think you have to go out of your way. Even here, when you're forced to interact with people, to be outgoingly social. Yeah. You can literally just slap bump with most people and not say two words to somebody when you're taking a class. Yeah. Right. So even though. In the dating episode, we said, oh, this is a really great way to meet people, but you still got to come out of your shell a little bit. Yeah, and a lot of these in- like professional athletes don't come out of their shell enough. Yeah. Right? And sure. they never develop these skills to promote themselves or just be functional human beings sometimes. Like, <laughs> if I want to talk about... <laughs> text for
2: part three. <laughs> Coming soon. Uh,
0: if you want to talk about like some shit, like the Meow Brothers, right? Great people. Great oh, oh, Great instructors. Oh man, now he's bugging. But meals, <laughs> watch out! <laughs> <laughs> they're like kind of awkward people. Well, yeah, I, and
2: I think they're a great example of like the evolution and how um, you kind of have to get out of that show, especially if you want to grow. You watch their interviews. They're they're I think one of the viral clips is uh, I think it was Joao, They asked them, "Yo." Do you have any hobbies outside of jiu-jitsu? He looked at the person like they were stupid. He said, no. 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 Now no. he's out here on Instagram posting oh, yeah. pictures of his pig, posting, you know, big titty memes, all this stuff. And good for That's them. That's uh, I think Ray made a, <laughs> made a good point in, like, um, the socializing. Like, it's a skill. It's still a skill we got to develop. So much like you're drilling, right? Like, you still got to re- do reps here. So you got to go up to people. You got to talk. And the same thing with trash talking. So I think the meows is a good example. And they're weird. To, to some extent, like, you have to be more social in jiu-jitsu
1: than you do if we were powerlifters. You're just yeah. socializing with the fucking squat rack, right? You yeah. literally <laughs> don't need to talk to anyone. But at the same time, I, I think there's a big skill gap between someone being sociable and, and someone being like, oh, yeah, we really like that guy in the gym. He's funny. He talks shit in between rounds. And there's a difference between that and then selling a, a fight or selling yourself as a person to strangers. It's like the same difference between being some, thinking someone's funny in a conversation and being like, oh, this person would be a good stand-up comedian. It's not the same thing. It yeah. works. It, it works from if someone's a good stand-up comedian, they're probably funny in conversation. But if someone's funny in conversation, it doesn't go the other way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a good transition that has made to talking about successful and unsuccessful trash talkers in popular media. So even before we go into jiu-jitsu, because honestly, like we said in the pre-show, there's only like really like two or three good trash talkers in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, at least in English. At least in English, yeah, right? My Portuguese is not good, that nah. good. so I don't know. Yeah, my Portuguese is like, like, not words. that good. Yeah. So um in popular media let's talk about like uh at least i'll bring up two and then you guys can bring up your own i think a guy who's really good at it and i'm sure we all share this is chels on it right literally talked his way to championship fights if he didn't have the mouth that he ha- he has and was able to convey his ideas or speak english in the way that he was able to he wouldn't um have fought the fights that he had during his career My- he wouldn't have
1: the career he has now either exactly
0: um One of the bad examples of a trash talker would be Henry Cejudo, right? (laughs) I think Henry Cejudo is probably the worst trash talker I have ever seen in my life, and the only reason people give him attention is because they're like he's memeably bad. Wait, are you hating on the short people? Do I have to defend my short
1: Latinx kinks?
2: Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa! Ray's
0: revealing his true colors right now. I wouldn't be a Latinx. I wouldn't be someone in the Latinx community if I wasn't hating on other Latinx people. It's like this man's successful. Fuck his ass <laughs> Fuck his ass, bro <laughs> Henry Cejudo I mean, they, on the internet They call him triple cringe Yeah, that's his That's his gimmick I know that's his gimmick well, but it's his that, gimmick because he's terrible But it yeah. benefits. No, it wasn't like initially his gimmick No, he just ran with it He was trying really, really hard he like, I'm the best yeah, Everybody no, sucks was. But then it just came off as was like, bro, what are you doing? What are you talking about? And it's like, it's weird Because he has the grounds to say that like, two-weight UFC champion, Olympic gold medalist. He's, like, he's honestly the triple champ. But then he just was horrible at selling himself that way. Like, it came off, like, really fake. It came off, like, really cringy. And he... uh, Props to him for selling that role and, like, flipping it and just being like, yeah, I'm triple cringe. What are you going to do about it? And... (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, that's the way you should do it, right? I think that when people, like, um, fight against the role or like um fight against like the popular opinion of the crowd, that's when they really bomb. That's yeah, when they become really tough. Yeah.
1: It's fr- like I, I think a lot of problems people have, I mean, this isn't trash talk too much, I guess it kinda as is it's like John Jones, where John Jones portrays himself in this one way, but like his behavior was suggest otherwise. And I think that's where a lot of the conflict and polarization comes from. As opposed to if John Jones just out there is like, Yeah, I love fucking cocaine and strippers <laughs> and beating up my girlfriend, people are like, Wow, that's crazy. But they wouldn't react to him the same way they do now yeah. where he comes out. He's like, yeah, you know, God's testing me. I don't know why. I don't know why I keep popping for steroids. I don't know why I keep getting arrested for beating up my girlfriend. I don't know what's going on, but I'm really pious, man. It's like you kind of just got to go with what's up.
0: Yeah. Um, I think in, what do they call it? In, um, in professional wrestling, they have terms for this, right? So it, when you go against the work of the crowd, um, or rather you're like a laughingstock, they call you a jobber, right? So like almost like the comedic relief, right? But the best jobbers in the industry are people who know their role in the industry and just play along with it. Gotta know your role. You gotta know your role. And then some of the worst people in the industry are people who try to fight against their role, right? Um, like the good guys they call baby faces, the uh, bad guys they call heels, and some of the worst jobs in professional wrestling and in fighting sports is when— Baby faces try to be heels, and heels try to be baby faces. I think a great example of that is John Jones, where John Jones tries to be like this incredibly pious man. It's like, oh, I love God, I love my wife, I love my country, but is hitting pregnant people in cars while he's doing cocaine and he has dick pills and he has receipts for like a prostitution rings and it's like, oh, what, it's he, what are you he doing? And he's
1: firing his AR fifteen into like a ditch in yeah. the middle of the
0: night. <laughs>
2: yeah, you, like- he was recently grappling with your your guy Gordon Ryan. John
0: Jones? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't they're see like that. They're like full one. Of wrestling. Yeah. Yo, you think he's in the sex club? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I would if I had to put my money I put it on that he'd be in there. Shout out to the Ice Break episode part two. Shoutouts. Anyway, so yeah, I, I think there are people who like try to resist the role that they're given. And I think that's we'll come circle back to this when we're talking about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu specifically. But there are plenty of people in Brazilian jiu-jitsu that don't know how to market themselves or don't know their specific role in the industry and some people who do, yeah. right? So do you have any opinions on this? Um, I mean, I think uh,
2: those two were great examples. Another two, when, when I think about trash-talking in sports overall, so, like, I, I, I like basketball, I watch a little bit of football and baseball, and there's a lot of trash-talkers. Two of the athletes that stand out to me right off the bat is Deion Sanders and Floyd Mayweather Jr. They remind me a lot of each other because not only are they, you know— at one point they were one of the best in their sport, but they're also very witty and very funny with their with their remarks. There's somebody who's like, imagine you're like boxing with someone after they hit you, every, they're hitting you with jabs, 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 and they're just like talking shit. They get very annoying. It's like a mosquito almost, you know? Um, but I think you made some really valid points, and I think that a lot of athletes lack that awareness of what their role is. Everybody wants to be the top dog, um, but not everybody's going to be the top dog. Not everybody's going to be um, a Floyd Mayweather Jr. or, a, Gordon, or, Ryan. or Gordon Ryan. I, th- I think it's interesting that we're bringing
1: up these people who are like at the tops of their sports. It's really easy to talk shit when you're demonstrably the
2: best person in your sport, right? Yeah. And I mean, um, I think that like what I also like about these is that even before they got to being at the top, like Deion Sanders was who he was when he was on college. He was talking shit throughout his whole career. Um, So they've definitely stayed true to who they are, which is important. So although this episode is about trash talking, ultimately, like you have to figure out what your avenue is. And if you're just not as funny, then, you know, find what what works for you. But it is a very important skill and it does make you marketable. I mean, look at somebody like Conor McGregor. I think his, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him, but his biggest attribute is that he is able to trash talk and use that as a marketing tool. And it's translated over to men other areas in his life. Like, I don't, I mean, you see, if you're watching The Ultimate Fighter, I don't think his team's doing very well. So it's not like the trash talking is <laughs> helping him there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it's something, it is a tool that can get you very far if you learn how to use it for sure.
0: What about you, Rahul? What are your two examples?
1: My two examples, uh, I have to do two examples. So, one example I want to go with is since we were just talking about MMAs, your Adesanya, where yes. he's someone who is being like true to himself, is what I would say with his trash talk, which is like he's this guy who likes training and likes anime and likes talking shit about big titties and stuff like that. And sometimes it's funny, sometimes we'll have a joke and it's like, wow, that's a great joke. And sometimes it's like, this guy's a fucking doofus. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. guy, well, what is he talking about? <laughs> he's just an idiot. And I think that's kind of a good example of someone who's just sort of, like, leaning into who they are. Like, he's definitely doing, like, a slightly exaggerated version of who he is, but I'm sure if you train with him, that probably is how he is in the gym. Like, when you see him hanging out with his friends, that's what, he, what he's like. And someone else who's kind of like that way, and I think to slightly more uh, somewhat universal acclaim or whatever, or, like, people have positive opinions about him, is, like, Craig Jones. Right, Craig, Craig Jones, he comes out, and he does these skits, and he's doing, he's like, oh, lol, like, i I'm wearing like the mankini and bullshitting and making jokes about the sex club, but not really saying it. And he's just funny. Like he's just a funny person. And when he has these like uh, comedy sketches, it's really easy to promote himself in a way where if Craig, someone with Craig Jones is like exact accolades, but was just like, you know, like you were saying, just like a dork who like didn't speak, didn't post anything on Instagram, didn't do interviews, didn't have podcasts podcast like we do, or anything like that. Like he wouldn't have near as much success professionally
0: or commercially if, if he didn't spin his his jiu-jitsu accolades into something else and, and something else that i want to talk about we've all talked about anything rahal has uh, talked about that it's very easy to trash talk when you're the athlete in the sport or just uh, commercialize or market yourself when you're the athlete in the sport but not this doesn't always have to be the case. We've, we've used the example of Don King before, which is a guy who really never stepped foot in the boxing room professionally. But then we don't have to look any further than guys who are still doing this today. Like Dana White? Dana White, Stephanie Smith, Chael Sonnen after he retired. Yeah. And um, for, for Javani, because he's a basketball fan, LeVar Ball, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like So if I work um, uh, in reverse order from what I said, LeVar Ball is the father of three professional... Basketball players, yes, sir. and all of his um, sons didn't really have to focus on trash talk or selling themselves because their dad did it for them. Yes, right. It's like, yo, my sons, they're like the the genetic freaks, right? I bred them myself. I bred them in the tube, right? Like they I got a special
1: recipe. I got, yeah, the, a I special got the special. Bre- he he yeah. would literally say that.
0: Yeah. he he said, I only breed sons and I only breed champions. That's <laughs> it was crazy. It's like the Chemical X from Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> word <laughs> word, so. He would say all of this and people, like, he garnered national attention for his sons and all they had to do was focus on basketball. They didn't have to focus on building up their character, building up their image, right? LeVar Ball took his son's management into his own hands. And one of them is on the Lakers, or I think no, actually one of them is on the Rockets right now, right? Or the Hornets? I'm not sure where they're at right now, but
2: two of his sons are in the NBA. Yeah. One of them is playing overseas and is expected to make it to the NBA. I think he's overseas are in the G League. So, I mean, to your point, I don't know what teams they are exactly, but whatever he was doing, it worked.
0: It worked. The special worked.
2: sauce is special.
0: But yeah. so you, if you can't or if you are too busy, don't have the ability to promote yourself, you need someone to promote you. Right, And I think Chael Sonnen and Stephanie Smith are examples of, even if you can't do the sport, you can still find your place in the sport by being a voice in the sport that is either... Uh, countercultural that either says like, "Yo, I think whatever Dana White said is freaking stupid." This is actually how UFC they should allow. Oh, you to mean six go to like
1: full Skip Bayless mode? Yeah,
0: full Skip Bayless mode. Right? Like, I don't, I don't know how good John Jones is. He beat up a bunch of like old Brazilians. I don't yeah. know. I'll
1: just go like full hater. Yeah, like Leola yeah.
0: Machida was fifty years old when he fought yeah. him. Right? If you just go full hater, people will listen to you. Yeah. Right? They'll just like they'll they'll love that you said a certain outlandish opinion because either it's what they want to say or they can't believe that you just said it, right? Yeah. They always like hearing ridiculous stuff, and they always like seeing a ridiculous story unfold, right? Just as much as they like seeing the actual thing. This is why when ESPN is not running um, like basketball games or football games or track and field or whatever, they're literally running eight shows about three— i talking like, heads. Yeah, four yeah. retired athletes or— Four people who are in the know, retired coaches or whatever, just talking shit about the sport. Yeah. Right? That's why you have the pregame where it's an hour where people are talking shit about what's going to happen. Then the actual game. And then the postgame, which is two hours of people just talking shit about what happened. This guy's a bum. This guy's a bum. This guy should have done this. Even though these people have probably never stepped foot in a competitive field in their life. Or they haven't in 20 years. So if this is the part of the uh, podcast that I really wanted to get into, some people might feel uncomfortable with this idea of trash talking in the sport. But it literally happens in every sport, yes, every and a, sport In everything and, and it's, everything. It's part of the
2: competitive nature.
0: So people are like, no, I don't like trash talking, Bushido lifestyle, win quiet, Stop lose quiet. Stop being a bitch. It's just crazy, right? If you have an opinion about who you think is going to win a fight, you are technically trash talking. Yeah. If you say like, oh, in the John Jones versus Miocic fight, Miocic has it, right? You're trash talking. You're trash talking John Jones. And much like jiu-jitsu, there's styles too. Like you don't have to like. I think I
2: I don't I'm not very good at trash talking I'm not as like He's lying. I'm not as this witty. Is, this is fake, humble Jabani right now. I've seen nah. this
1: guy talk so much shit. But,
2: but I but I will say, like, obviously I have, uh, and we will get to this at some, but there's certain training partners who I feel comfortable with and I'll trash talk. Like, I'll just say some mean Word. shit, but like, I have to be comfortable because like, they may I, be in this room. I, they may be in this room. I'm not as like, I'm not as funny. So I might say some shit, you know, that might, that could be taken the wrong way if we don't have a relationship, you know? So definitely like, there are levels and there's different styles of trash talking. So also don't give up just because you don't think you're funny. You got to figure it out, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I think that trash talking is a part of our sport and I think it has rightfully so, but like this negative connotation in our sport where they think it's always detrimental that trash talking before a fight degrades the fight. And that's just not true. No, I mean, it, trash
1: talking is an integral part of human communication. Yeah. Like, just talking shit's been something that I did. I didn't, like, start training jiu-jitsu at 27. I'm like, oh, now I'm going to start talking shit. I started talking shit when I was, like, three years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like,
0: Also, like, plenty of people start training jiu-jitsu because they don't like the fact that people talk shit to them. Right? And they want to be able to do something about it. Right. I'm gonna fucking kill this guy talk shit about me in the group chat. If you're on the train and this guy's talking wild shit to you, you want to have the confidence to be like, hey, shut your mouth before I shut it for you, right? Or just sh- switch cards. Or just switch cards. But some people, like, they don't even have the confidence to do that, right? They just sit there and take it when you don't have to. I mean, maybe that's this is my New Yorker coming oh, no, out. Now he's bugging out. watch out. <laughs> so I think that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gives you this confidence. If we even talk about it, right? Like, if we go back to the Iceberg episode, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was founded on Trash Talking. Absolutely. Kaleo taught his sons how to beat up people. And they went to the beach, started talking shit to people, got into fight with them, got into fights with the people that they were talking shit to, who they instigated. Marketing, and and then just started selling Brazilian Jiu Jitsu to people. So people who are saying that oh, trash talking not a part of our sport, it degrades the sport. It is the sport. It is part of the roots. It is the sport. Like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu would not be in America if Brazilians didn't come over to this country. Say yo. I sound like Gordon Ryan right now, bro. <laughs> no, well, I mean,
1: this is one of those things that Gordon Ryan says that I think pretty much everyone yeah. agrees with because yeah. it's just factual.
2: Yeah, so. One of the few things he says
1: that people agree with. One of the few that things. So, like, one of the few that things. Shit, yeah.
0: One of his other quotes. What, like, but Gordon Ryan basically says, and if I can be Gordon Ryan for two seconds of my life. You look like Gordon Ryan. Yeah, I look like Gordon Ryan. <laughs> it's that's that Brazilians came over to this country. Where, like, yo, we can fuck up any one of your martial artists, right? And they did. They fucked up all these they fake did. kung fu experts. They fucked up all they of like, these me up. Aikido guys, these karate people. And you know what? It made it all the way to the UFC, where I'm pretty sure Halo was talking a mad smack about, like, how Halo and Horian, who uh, set up the event. And maybe it was a fixed fight. Who knows? But... They were talking mad smack about how Horace Gracie is going to choke out everybody. It's not he's not gonna even make it look hard. And you know what? He he did. He choked everybody out. He and did. now Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is one of the biggest combat sports in the world. And that wouldn't have happened if Helio was just like all oh, Bushido lifestyle. It's like, no, come to the gym. Hespech. He's, 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 Stay he's, training. Bow. No, that's not that's not Stay what happened on at mats. All. Bro, he did plenty of interviews where he was like, My sons are the strongest men in the world. Come find out. All right, I'm gonna be uh, what's the word Contentious. yeah For, I have a
2: so what do you say to the people that say oh but it's a tox. it's a toxic part of the sport or it's toxic and toxic this what do you say to the people that use toxic as a reason why trash talking is bad
0: wow did you have a smile on your face go ahead
2: <laughs> I was about to
1: I was just gonna be whatever you said I was just gonna disagree with it <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you said I was gonna be like, I was gonna be like this man's a fucking chocolate diet how dare you say this and if he, he and if he said yeah I think it is toxic I'm like this guy's a fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, t- here, so here's the thing. I agree. In, in, in some ways, I, I think it's just like, there's like a, a, a nature to it where we're saying, oh yeah, you know, it's it's just part of the sport. That also doesn't mean I'm condoning it, especially because some of the, the trash talking we didn't mention is stuff that I just like. I'm like, why'd you say that shit? Yeah. Like, why are you talking about Eating this man's babies and fucking him till he loves you because you're Tyson. <laughs> very shy man, by the way. Or like Gordon Ryan making some sometimes very questionable comments about Herbert Santos's baby daughter. You know, like, yeah. Some of it is just, some of it is crazy yeah. and isn't good for the sport or right. isn't good communication, but I think it's part, some form of that is just inherent to marketing and human and everything
0: else. Okay, give me a second. So going back into the toxicity of trash talking. I think there's a certain line that people cross all the time that shouldn't be crossed, but that's I, I think it's weird that they're like, yo, trash talking is toxic, someone can get hurt. People get hurt in jiu-jitsu all the time, literally. People get their pectiform for 3 weeks cuz <laughs> I'm fucking hurt. <laughs> people get like their their discs bulge and herniated. People get their skulls cracked open in MMA. And people were like trash talking is dangerous because someone's feelings might get hurt? Bro, I saw a Michael Venom Page one time cave the dude's skull in he caved the dude's skull in, and people were like, No, he shouldn't trash talk as much. I'm like, e-. So it's okay Can for we, him. He threw the fucking Pokeball at his dead corpse. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say. He fucking
1: rolled the ball to him like he was a dead Pokemon. Yeah. With, uh, this guy's laying on the floor, like writhing around,
0: screaming. That was crazy. Yeah. His skull was literally caved in. He had like a dot in the middle of his skull. Yeah, he has a plate in his head. Yeah. And people are talking about how he shouldn't be trash talking as much. But it's okay for him to like, dismember people that's crazy (laughs) well yes because in this context it was a
2: fight but the Fucked up part was that he did throw the pokeball. <laughs> like he was, he, we didn't that know if the, we didn't know if the guy was okay. Like he after, wasn't. Well, I meant like we didn't know if the guy was alive in that moment, and for him to not. What if know, that guy was fucking dead? Yeah, that's, that's that's crazy. That would that, be crazy. That would be crazy, and that's <laughs> that where, is
1: disrespectful. Now I'm going all the other way. Bushido code.
2: <laughs> so yes, it was okay for him to cave the cave to punch his head in because that's
0: what he signed up for. But it was not okay to throw the pokeball. Okay, so if I'm in a jiu-jitsu school. And somebody whips my shit up in a heel hook. It's okay, it's okay for him to do that, but not okay for, for him to do like, yeah, that's what you get, you freaking idiot. Oh, he would get kicked out. Of the,
1: you're, you're making the opposite point. If someone like ripped the submission too fast and hurt you, yeah, then that's not great. But if they stood up afterwards, it's like, yeah, that's why you're a little fucking bitch. Yeah, th- that, they would get
0: kicked out of the school. For <laughs> sure. Okay. About wrong. How about this? It's a competitive role, right? Neither of us tap each other and neither of us are really scoring each other. But then afterwards, because this has happened in our gym, where people go like between you and me, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Where people go like, yeah, that's right, I shunned you, right? Oh yeah, this is us. This is us. But neither of us got hurt. Is that is that like toxic? No, and
1: I mean, okay, okay. It depends if you're on the same page. I mean, that's like the boring like answer to it. If you're on the same page, like we've all said crazy things to each other or to other people in the gym, like. There's times where there was crazy. Where I was, I'd be rolling with someone and I have them in like neon face. And I'm talking shit. I'm like, don't tap, don't be a bitch. Sensei's watching us. And I'm saying this real loud and everyone in the room yeah. can hear it. And part of my head is going like, wow, I wonder if they think I'm fucking crazy. And then the other part of it is, is like that guy's my friend, and that's how we talk shit to each other. We're in the DMs, we're talking shit, and it's fine. But if I did that to someone who was a dropping visitor, to be a fucking 500 comment thread on Reddit about like, is this normal? I went to a gym, <laughs> and this guy put me on neon face, and started talking how I was a little bitch. It's like, I,
2: you have to be on the same page. Well, I, I also think that, like, two things could be true at once. Yes, it is a little toxic. We're all a little toxic. It's part of the sport. So I would just, just say, like, it is it is a little toxic, but it is part of it. I think definitely, like, it's easier to to uh, have a better view of what the line is when it's with your friend. Because, you know, you can kind of push it a little bit. And you know that if you do, that I'm not saying that you have to go overboard. But
0: there definitely is, like, a way to go about it. Um, I, and, yes, it is a little toxic. And yeah. But it is what it is. But there are some, and now I might be getting bugged out about this. We always talk about what people come to Jesus to school specifically for, right? And this might be an inherently masculine thing, but guys just like talking shit to each other, right? And, of course, you always have to be careful about this because some people might not take it the right way. You always have to be careful about what you say because if you just go straight into race war comments. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. both ways. Yeah. Yeah, Chill out. What Grahala says all the time is that you go like... You, you increase the negging ever so slightly each time to see where the boundary is with certain negative. people. Now you're making it sound like you're
2: fucking I believe crazy. he's quoting you word for word. It's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, you got to make her think she's fucking ugly first.
1: <laughs> that's, that's oh, not, man. That's not what I said. I said <laughs> Patreon I episode. said it's word. <laughs> well, I think my my comment about any of this stuff is it's like a slow escalation for what someone's okay with. It's like the first conversation I have, I wasn't like, Ray, you're fucking doofus. Like, why'd you say X, Y, and Z? But it's like there's like a natural escalation to a, either a joke or even to doing whatever. Like there's a there's an escalation for, like, if you if you know someone's down to to train you're just like hey or like whatever you're um shit what, what's the term I'm looking for oh yeah it's like at first you make a joke about them you make like really like innocuous joke and then you make a less innocuous joke about yourself or about someone else and if they laugh at it too hard. Then you start fucking roasting. <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, "Oh, now I'm going to roast you too," but you can't just go right there.
0: And it, there's some people that are that just want to be like annihilated when it comes to roasting. Oh, we like, definitely know a few of those. It, it, to talk about the person that me and Anthony both like to completely decimate, we call him the Maharaja, right? <laughs> the Maharaja loves to be just absolutely destroyed. Like, we we'll, like I have never felt joy in my life when I put him on neon face. Like I had my I had my knee like my full body on the bridge of his nose. I feel like we missed our window to pause, so I'm just gonna throw it out there. Pause somewhere and there. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> it was it was crazy how much fun we were having. Not only me, but the Maharaja when he was just getting like it's you know, the most fun I've ever had on the mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's insane. It was crazy, and I was looking over at Anthony, and we we're both telling him, "Don't tap, don't tap, don't tap, <laughs> don't tap, don't tap, don't tap." This is why some dudes like to be domed. <laughs> but but it, was, it was just It was just insane Like it was just so much fun And like I think If we take trash talking Out of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu We take a huge part of what, Like what makes it Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Yeah I mean you, um, you,
2: I don't I don't know if it's a Super masculine thing But I 100% agree I have three younger brothers Plus all the brothers That I've made Throughout my life That are you know From another mother um, And you know You guys included I, I've always talked shit With people that I'm comfortable with And it's it it does add a little bit of joy like i don't know it's just part of it, it adds I, a lot I, of joy yeah that's like, my
1: first my first pleasure <laughs> in fucking life is talking
2: shit. <laughs> okay. and 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 i think like obviously um i think something that uh we've been constantly you know saying is that there's always going to be a line and you know it's like everything you might you might reach that line you might insult someone and obviously then it, it becomes a different conversation right but like i don't think there's um i don't think that trash talking is necessarily the worst thing in the world. Plus, I think it's an important, not only good for marketing, good for the development as an athlete, but it's just good for the sport overall,
0: I think. So now we're going to talk 40 minutes into the podcast about trash-talking a professional jiu-jitsu. Quick one. There's not much to say. Yeah, because it's it's really only two people. Really, we're just going to hate on everybody. We're just going to talk about Gordon Ryan and Craig Jones. And we might talk about people that suck at it because some of y'all are trash. Yeah, It's, it's just... It's epidemic and endemic at the same time. Yeah. Where... Gordon Ryan is a person who has revolutionized the sport in terms of like self-promotion by saying, I'm the king, I'm the greatest of all time, and then backing it up. Because if he wouldn't, he'd be a fraud, right? And it would just be a clown. Um, but then there are some people who have, like I said, the successful jobber, like Craig Jones, who took second place in every single major tournament that he ever went into, to either Gordon Ryan or Felipe Pena or Kenan Duarte, and, but owned up to that. Yeah. right and talk and literally maced in his entire brand about coming in second place right about b team jiu-jitsu where he said that um when it came to i think the joke behind that is that when he was training with john Danaher, they had the main team the a team and then they had the b team right the guys that they would send in and weren't really expected to win a lot but still expected to represent the brand but gordon ryan and whoever was on the a team they were the guys who were planning to win gold Right. And he, he basically made his entire brand on this of being like the clown of jujitsu, yeah, but he, being the jobber. He talks a lot about it,
1: about that whole idea of like, this is like, in some ways, this is like an inherently ridiculous sport. And the fact that people want to come out and be either, you know, Bushido Code, I honor my, my grandmaster, or if they want to go like full, like self serious, like Gordon Ryan, and be like, you know, I'm a god of jujitsu, I'm the greatest, and, and all that sort of stuff. It's like, it's ridiculous to. Be so serious about a sport that's inherently silly, and I think he's just you know he cracks jokes about it, and it, it makes it much. E- it's also makes it easier for him to deal with if he loses or whatever. He's like, who cares? It's a fucking stupid sport, anyways. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think uh, Gualo just made a very good point on this. Like, sure, there can be Gordon Wright writers watching, hearing this right now. Like, yeah, Gordon Wright is greatest of all time, but just like WWE wrestlers, who like if you take anybody like um. Uh, the Iron Sheik, who was like a... Rest in peace. Like, <laughs> rest in peace, but great hold American, on to what I'm about to say. Made a great, great American grappler. I think he was like... I might cut this out later, but I think he was like... A,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he said some crazy shit.
0: Yeah, I think he was like a terrorist sympathizer. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that, was, that was also... But that was part it's of about- the talk about the
2: story like that was part of the character that was part of his arc so yep. he was aimed at doing that yes and He's he also did was on get, Howard Stern's show talk about how fucking yeah, the ass he was he was bugged out <laughs> that this was is crazy. this is also like i think at that time like the undertaker was still showing up in the fucking undertaker outfit this is this is when they had to be like in the character mode the whole time but yes, there was the no Persian K family. The Iron yeah. this is reality. Did, no, Iron Sheik did bug out. He yeah. said some wild but shit. But
0: here's the thing: like people remember the Iron cheek for like doing like the Persian clubs in the middle of the ring, and right. for being this greater than life character. And people will probably remember Gordon Ryan for that. But also like Gordon Ryan's human; he has his flaws. For sure. He has a sex club. He was calling like homeless people trash when he was living in New York City or living New York City adjacent. He said they
2: were homeless by choice.
0: Yeah, he, it was crazy, bro. It he wouldn't. has his opinions on trans people. It, it, like we can go do a whole Gordon Ryan episode oh, On that's how he's bugged out that. oh, And I want to do a whole Episode on like These type of people Jeff Glover is like oh <laughs> man you know
2: What he recently posted Oh my goodness that He was crazy. is crazy. So out. I saw
1: someone post it But I didn't see the caption That it was Jeff Glover I have to go to his page so, To make sure that so it was, was like, real wait, wait what Because at first It was just It was like a thing That made sense I'm like oh yeah That makes sense and then I was like, "Oh, Jeff Glover posted this." I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I went to the caption.
2: He's like, "This is bullshit. The earth is flat." You know what's crazy? Is like, uh, whenever there's, whenever they come out with these articles, they always pick the wildest picture of these people. So they had all the stuff that he said, and then it's just a picture of him with his knuckles, and they say jujitsu and shit. And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, you look like you would say some wild shit." Like,
0: word. It's just crazy. Like, <laughs> like how. Everybody wants to see the show, right? But at the same time, and I think think it's weird that we just talked about this for like 40 minutes, how like, yeah, build up the show, watch the show, like suspend your belief for a second. You also have to know that these people are people and can be flawed for sure i know that they're just putting on a character because if you don't then you're not just a sucker yeah that's jeff glover so jeff glover is a good example too because he was like oh donkey guard if you're out there you're putting on a show entertain the people go for a stupid footlock just cartwheel over them and people love jeff glover when he was doing like the grappling quest stuff like i think and he was like the first person to really inspire a certain generation of like like the submission only, like fanboys, right? Yeah. They were like, I don't care if you mount me. I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to single extra. I'm going to heel hook the shit out of you, right? Yeah. And I'm going to sacrifice position to go to submission, right? To, for the more exciting base, uh, for the more exciting um, and popular style of uh submission jiu-jitsu right now, right? I, I think he was like one of the primal genitors of that. Where before then, he was just like, no, I'm going to pass your guard. I'm going to stay in sack control for six minutes and then I'm going to win the match, right? Right. But Jeff Glover was like, no, we shouldn't be doing like this. And a lot of people appreciate Jeff Glover for being like, I guess the... Um, Having the, a
1: silly trick versus a system. Yeah. Right. And, like I got this
0: knowledge that you don't have. Being like the pioneer of more entertaining jiu-jitsu, at least when it comes to the physical sport. Yeah. Um, but he is bugged out. He's he oh, fucking sure. crazy. He has bugged out. And when people say like, "Oh, I'm a Jeff Kaler fanboy," I'm like, "Yeah, but do you know about like? Let me talk about how these
1: people are primitive.
0: Go yeah. check uh, what he's posted the last couple of weeks. It's seems... fucking crazy. He's wild. Same thing with Gordon Ryan, right? I think people want to be like, "Oh, Gordon Ryan is like pioneering the sport, seven figure deal with floor grappling." But I'm like, uh nah, do you know about the sex club? Yeah, do you, you do, do you see? Some you know of the how shit he rigs his said? brother? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, right? It's crazy. So it, it's just it's just insane." Um. Now, Craig Jones, right? I, I'm we're talking all this shit about Craig Jones, but like, oh, yeah, he embraces the thing, he's like a pioneer in don't life. Don't talk shit about Craig Jones, I'll freak out right now on the podcast. You'll freak out right now, right now. I'll freak out. Well, Wait, you're why? lucky, you're Wait, lucky. Why? I don't, he's not on the iceberg, but I've, I've, I've heard him <laughs> say
1: He's on episode I've, three <laughs> this is good, the Craig Jones part of the iceberg.
0: I've heard some maybe not as distasteful or um unflattering thing about Craig Jones, but I definitely heard some stuff about Craig Jones. Um, we'll go into that episode three. <laughs> That'll be episode three of the, of the iceberg, out of the iceberg. Um, but really, it just comes down to that, right? So just two people who just have, are pioneering like trash talking in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, two in like very different ways. I think Gordon Ryan is taking like the Floyd Mayweather type of approach, where if you want to, if you want to shut me up, you got to beat me, right? Yeah. If you, you want to be the man, you got to beat the man, like Rick Flair said.
2: Um, I want to do. Uh, there is a limited number of people who are good at trash talking in Jiu Jitsu. Uh, I did want to give an honorable mention to Marigali, um, although his. His English is pretty good. It's getting it. a lot better. It's getting a lot better. Um, but he's also, I mean, since he got his black belt, he's always talked trash. He talked trash to, um, you know, to anybody he's fought against or anybody he had his beef with. And very recently, he's been called, uh, like, he's been copying Gordon Ryan style. And I wouldn't, I'm not going to say that he hasn't been inspired by it, but I will say that he's always, after he got his black belt, he's been who he's been. He's always been polarized. Yeah, like so, that. so he's he's someone who's like, continues to grow into himself and stay true to himself. Um, but he's also improved a lot in that area in the trash talking. So it, it isn't it isn't gonna be like somebody like Gordon Ryan who just like gets it from the start. Um some people need to work at it a little bit more. That's just the nature of life. So Merigali, shout shout-outs to him for, you know, improving yeah. his trash talking ability. Yeah, Marigali's kinda always been like that and we're just seeing it more because he's getting more into the, the Nogi
1: scene, he's trying yes, Gordon Ryan, he's speaking more English as opposed to before where it's just like the first time I saw Marigali, I was like, oh, this guy loop-choked everyone. Yeah. And then I was like, all the Brazilians hate this guy. Yeah. And then I was like, clicking uh, Google Translate on his post. I'm like, oh, word. I can see why. <laughs> I see why. I
2: hate him, too.
0: Yeah. He's um, an asshole.
2: But the flip side of this is that there's a lot of whack trash talkers. Marigali, who's fighting Kanan at some point, Kanan is not very good at trash talking. I don't yeah. think he's funny. I don't think he knows what he wants to say. He looks confused is he half the time. he uh,
1: tr- trying to I trash talk? Know. I'm I surprised he
2: speaks. So the reason I bring that is because they're, do, they're doing a lot of promo videos because Marigali him, is supposed to fight. So kind of, you know, touching into everything we've talked about, Kanan has done <laughs> a poor job at everything. I think so. And this could just be me hating. But I don't think he's funny. I don't think he, you know, I think he's like, he's an athlete who performs really well. But when it comes to the trash talking, he's always struggled. Um, I think everybody, for the most part... The same thing. I don't want to sound like an auto hater, but there's definitely. But like, a lot Mike, of- so another example is someone like Mikey Musumeci. Yeah, I wouldn't even say he's
1: bad at trash talking; he just doesn't. Yeah, he just goes out. And he's like, I like pasta. Yes, I like jujitsu. Yeah, and I'll that's it. Yeah.
0: Mikey Musumeshi is a person who is, uh, I think, the king of all baby faces. Yeah, like, we can't even I'll see. Him. He's someone who hates the trash talk. He's he hates someone the who's the definitely talk. like this.
1: Like, is bad for our sport. That's so, how... He's one of those guys.
0: No offense to Mikey Musumeshi, I but know. I just, I don't think he has the capacity within him to understand when somebody is being sarcastic or facetious and when somebody's being genuine. I think when some like Gio Martinez was trying to play oh, yeah. like, the role of the heel in his yeah, fight yeah. against Mikey Musumeshi oh. He's like, I don't like Mikey, i mean, in this for business I don't want to hands I think he was just playing I the, the role of the heel because, <laughs> because Mikey Musumeshi is obviously like this like 19 year old kid from like New Jersey eats pasta, pista, still sleeps with oh, the man. Pokemon Plus He's, he's in his describing bed. Gordon Ryan Right. sex club. So, <laughs> he's just like this kid, right? And Gio <laughs> Martino was like, no, I'll, I will play the role of the bad guy in order to sell more tickets to this fight. And it worked. It but worked. But then, literally, Mikey Musumeci, after that match, was like, Gio is an idiot. I hate him. He, he hear my feelings. I, I don't like him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's just literally playing a role. And that's when we saw, like, when if you're not playing the part against—if you're playing a part against somebody who's not in a joke— it can have devastating consequences. Yeah. Which is kind of why I feel that certain people just can't play this role. Or like why, at least in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, where we have tons of um, sheltered and insulated grapplers. Gym cells. Gym cells. That's what he's trying to say. Yeah, like (laughs) You're a gym cell. They they just don't get it. They don't get how to do it. For sure. And even more so, they don't understand how it works. Yeah. It's one thing. I think Kanan understands like, oh, Marigali's playing it up. Right? I'm sure like if we're at the Asai stand after the after the match, we're gonna dab each other up, be like, Hey, good fight. But I'm pretty sure Kenan Duarte is not gonna be like, Yo, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Would you say that? Would like, you say or he might. And um, um to, to say something about like Marigali like copying Gordon Ryan, I think he is, but like not in this like he's not trying to be a biter. Right, right. right. I think he's which, just using something like his language. Yeah. It's it's not even that. I think people have seen this in just studies with like monkeys or like any other social animals. Like when you hang out with in a certain social setting or around a certain group of people or individuals, you just tend to adopt their style. Yeah. Right? Whether that be and in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu specifically, whether that be their their Brazilian jiu-jitsu style and just start doing the moves that they do. Like if I go to 10th planet, I start training at 10th planet for three years, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, a rubber guard supremacist. Yeah. Right. But if if I'm hanging around Gordon Ryan, I'm sure I come back a year. I'm I'm gonna be talking shit like that. I'm I'm gonna be pulling up in my Toyota 4Runner, uh, like the Burger with, King crown. I'm gonna be dating like a a, a Brazilian girl with huge fake titties. Like it's, Word. It's, it's that's just how it's He's gonna, gonna be. be inviting be.
1: homies over when they tap him out. Yeah, text. gang, Natty gang. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Word. Like it, it's that's just how it is. Yeah. I think like when you hang around a certain type of people long enough, you start adopting their personality as well. It just happens in every single friend You you are, you are who sure. you hang out with. Yeah. yeah. And I think when Maragali started hanging out with Gordon Ryan, he was like, "Hey, I like cowboy hats. Yeah, yeah I like pickup trucks. Word, I like to fuck people's girlfriends too. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that that is alleged. So, I just, think, <laughs> I just think that's what happens when homies get together. Like, it, and, and this is not just guys. Like, this is like any like like um, group in general. Like, how many times I'll, I'll go out on a Friday night and I'll see like a group of six girls and they're all dressed the same, have the same hairstyle. That's just, friends like to dress like each other. Yeah, but um, I will
2: also, I will take that one step further. Women are much meaner. Like, I know that this is a, a sport, you know, Learn. dominated by men and shit. And we we can we can be vulgar. Like, I know there's the quote-unquote locker room talk or whatever. Um, I think everybody on the podcast is at least aware enough that we know, we can tell the difference when it's like right or wrong or whatever. But- Women are much more spiteful. Y'all are much more meaner. Y'all like to oh, take no. the knife, put that inside you, and then twist it up. When it, whether it's like literally or figuratively. don't oh, no, know, Giovanni's fucking now. Oh no. no! Before it was Ray, it
1: was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> now I was like, like how far is Giovanni gonna go? I'm, with
2: this? I'm just saying. I'm just saying that the. I'm just saying that this is that is also yet another scale where we don't want to overlook uh, women and that they can. Sometimes or more, most of the time, women can more do anything su- men
0: could do, they're much yes. more
2: superior than men in this.
0: They're absolutely, that's what I was trying to say. Word. Word. Okay, haters. So, Jabani had a pendejo of the week. <laughs> yeah, he
1: just played himself. He's like, Wait, real quick, fuck women. <laughs> he's like, He's like, well, wait, wait, Real quick, I hate women.
2: <laughs> I love women. I love women. <laughs> I won't go any further because then my co-host will tell me that I'm really bugged out. We have to tell Kit to cut it. Um, but pendejo of the week. So we're, we're going to keep this short because this pendejo of the week, um, we don't know this person. <laughs> um, but if you have been on social media, you've heard of the Montgomery, Alabama scuffle. Um, we're not going to we don't have all the facts here, but all we know is that there was an incident and it started by a group of white people jumping this black man who was doing his job and then it proceeded to turn into the Avengers versus Thanos at uh, Infinity War Part 2. That that one? Yeah, that's... that's Word. um So, there was... Uh, it was towards the last part of the video and the pendeja of the week was the poor lady who got rocked in the head with the chair by the dude um i don't know her name but you should go look up that video it was very funny i'm going to hell for that i'm sorry i didn't see this video
1: <laughs> oh no so i'm you, just being real quiet oh, right now he's shit. like he's like there was <laughs> an unfortunate incident of race war that i'm gonna make a joke about and i'm like
2: i'm just not gonna say anything gonna- poor, the the poor lady um i hope everybody's okay i as far as i know nobody died but she is the up of the week she got rocked in the head with that chair i'm sorry that it was too funny word all right everybody. That's going to wrap it up. You got to do you got to hit the shout outs to the
1: people from the New York Open. Yeah.
2: Oh, are, oh, should, do we? Yes, yes. So okay. um am sorry. This past weekend, uh thank you for reminding us. Uh this past weekend, New York, uh, IBJF had his first I um New York tournament in 4 like years, four I 4 years, bro. Yes, since 2019, yeah, since 2019. Um they held it out in Hofstra, had a lot of friends out there competing. Um but really quick, we had a had a couple people come up to me, specifically Andres Fernandez who trains out of um
0: Athletic Advance athletic in Costa Rica. Athletic Advance in
2: Costa Rica. That's my boy. Shout um, out. So shout outs to him. He won his uh, his division. I think he got double gold. So shout outs to him for winning. Um, all subs. Yeah, all subs. Roger Gracie style. Um, My boy... Kev, my boy RC, all who like came up and said, you know, they really fuck with the podcast. So thank you, everyone who came up um, on Sunday and, you know, said they really, you know, fuck with us, who really enjoyed the not only the iceberg episode, but listening to us in general. Um, some people said they listen to us, you know, when, when they're cooking or they put us on every Monday. So thank you, as always, for, um, you know, not only coming up to us and expressing the support, but for listening and, you know, always giving us some feedback to continue to improve on this. We uh, really, really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for people who have been coming up to Giovanni. I wasn't there at the uh, New York Open because when I was talking about sheltered individual autistic jiu-jitsu practitioners, I was talking about myself. Uh, right. Wherever
2: I, <laughs> wherever I go, Ray
0: comes with me. He's always in my heart. So <laughs> I wasn't there at the New York Open, but I've heard plenty of good things about it. Uh, I work on the weekend so i wasn't able to make up make it out to a competition um thank you so much to everybody who's been listening to the podcast thank you so much to our sponsors cmb bakery 7th street burger show your role and soon to be you if you are listening to this podcast and you want to be a part of the show please hit up patreon.com forward slash latinx Guard podcast i hope that is the correct link if not it will be in the show notes and plastered all over our instagram at Latinx card Podcast on Instagram. You can find me at Mundo on Instagram, and you can find Jobani at... Jobani underscore Rosario. And you can find Grahala's at... Chairman underscore Fu. So, once again, it's patreon.com forward slash card Podcast. There's only one tier right now. If you guys want more tiers, if you guys want to throw more money at us... Patreon said that's not a good idea, but hey, who am I to throw away free money? I'll be a whore. It's so, fine. <laughs> if you guys want to support the show more, please tell me. Uh, we have plenty of ideas for uh, content that we can give out to people. where you actually want to plan to have future uh, guests on this show that don't include just the, this bald guy right here, Anthony Guales. <laughs> Fake holes. If you want to ha- uh, have anybody specific on the show, please tag them in the post of this episode, right? On our Instagram, send a, send them our podcast on Instagram or whatever social media channel you know. If you want anything, if you want to have Gordon Ryan on, right? Spam this to Gordon Ryan. Let him know that we're pro uh, polygamy, right? Or pro open relationship.
1: Polyamory? Pro,
0: pro, pro polyamory, right? We're all Something. of it. Something, right? Tell him I'm really good at heel hooks. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he'll <laughs> let me in the club. So thanks for listening. This has been episode 17 of the Latinx Guard podcast. Thank you for it so much. Thank you.